spreading veganism on a whole nother level and audio level. <laughs> Check your vegan audio levels. Check your levels, man. Slow down, you damn vegans. Welcome to the Damn Vegans Podcast. Beat the overwhelm by cooking smarter, not harder, in 2016. Get support right here from us at veganmario.com. Buy Mario's signature gluten-free sourdough at veganmario.com. Take this as a sign from the universe. Your belly is hungry for gluten-free vegan food. Make it yourself or buy it from Mario. Hello and welcome to Damn Vegans, episode 009. I'm your host, Amanda Congdon, and with me today is our very own Vegan Mario. Hello. How's it going? So Mario, what's going on at Vegan Mario's this week? Our mail order deliveries have been kind of taken off and sending out a lot of priority mail boxes. A lot of bread, and we're getting our bread into a few more places. They will be using them for sandwiches or even slung them on their shelves. So our reach is growing. Excellent. And getting a lot of amazing reviews. Everybody just saying how much they love the bread and how even their friends who don't need to eat gluten-free bread are saying that the bread is amazing and tastes great. I think the one that came in this morning said it was thrilling. Yeah, I think so. Should I read it? Uh, sure, yeah. This is a testimonial from Erica. I randomly found Vegan Mario's stand at the Ojai Farmer's Market and bought the last quinoa sourdough gluten-free loaf of the day. Amazing! I have been gluten intolerant for 35 years, so I have eaten, baked, and cooked all sorts of alternative foods to stay healthy. I served this bread to non-gluten-free people who raved about the taste and texture. It is one thing to impress the gluten intolerant who know they have to endure a certain amount of compromise in their breads. It is thrilling to have a bread that can pass with accolades as a regular bread. Thank you, Vegan Mario. Excellent! I think the next thing for us is to get all these testimonials on one page so everyone can see in one place all the wonderful things people are saying about your food. Yeah, definitely. And classes. Yeah, and classes. We had a great class yesterday on cheese. We did three different kinds of cheeses, actually four different kinds. We have the quick cheese that I make that goes on the pizza. There's the ricotta cheese that goes in the calzones, and you can also use that for lasagna and manicotti and any other kind of stuffed pasta. And then we have the probiotic cashew cream cheese, and what I've been doing lately with it is making mac and cheese. Whenever you say mac and cheese, everyone's eyes bug out. They're like, yes, please. Yeah, yeah. So it's really simple. It's you take the, the cream cheese, you add a little coconut oil, some turmeric, a little salt, and you mix that up with your pasta. And at the end, I really like to add a little truffle oil, which really brings it to the next level. And the great thing about the cream cheese is how versatile it is and how you can use it as a salad dressing. Dude, as a salad dressing, as a bread spread, as a pasta sauce, pretty much anything you can do with regular cheese, you can do with this and more. So you have the pizza cheese, the ricotta for filling calzones or manicotti. 
You have the vegan cream cheese, which you can use for mac and cheese, salad dressing, and of course as a spread for like a bagel or bread. And then what's the fourth cheese? Well, the fourth one is a dry fermented cheese. Cashew cream cheese is a wet fermented cheese. It's got the consistency of like a Philly cream cheese. Right. And then you can do a dry version that is probiotic as well. That's the fourth kind. And that you kind of use as a table cheese where you like slice it or put it on crackers. It's a hard cheese. It's a hard cheese. Yeah. I mean, harder. It's not as hard as animal cheese, but it's it's more solid so that you can slice it and grate it. Well, that sounds like an amazing class. The four cheese class. I'm glad your students enjoyed it. Nicole and Alex were in my class yesterday. They've been longtime supporters of Vegan Mario's, and Alex actually brought a bottle of wine, so we all had a little bit of wine during the class. It was a lot of fun. Wow. What great students you have. I love spreading the knowledge, you know, because especially the way I cook, what I do is not really that difficult. It's just a matter of knowing how to do it. And I keep it as simple as possible, not only for my students, but for myself and to save time. And you really don't need to be so fancy and complex to make things taste good. I think you were right on the ball when you said you don't need all the additives that are in so many of the vegan cheeses out there on grocery store shelves. I think that's really what sets you apart with your food is how few ingredients there really are in it and how all of the ingredients are so carefully chosen and there's no compromises. It's all food that you eat yourself and you're clearly very careful with everything you put into your mouth. So if you're going to eat it, I'm willing to try it. (laughs) (laughs) Are all of the cheeses... And by the way, when I'm asking these questions, folks listening out there, I don't know the answer. I'm not a chef. So I'm just curious. Are all of the cheeses probiotic? I know that no. cream. Okay, just the cream cheese? Right, just the cream cheese and the other fermented hard cheese. Okay. So like the, the ricotta pizza, isn't. The ricotta isn't. The hard pizza cheese I do isn't. But the cream cheese is. And we do like a pumpkin seed cheese that tastes kind of like a provolone. That one's a little bit harder. That one's probiotic as well. It's really a star product, the vegan cream cheese. Probiotic, literally like Philadelphia cream cheese, and made by Mario. So you know it's got love in there, right? quick thing I want to mention about ingredients is that a lot of people use nutritional yeast to impart a cheesy flavor. And I know a lot of people react to nutritional yeast. Something about it doesn't sit well with them. And another kind of easy substitution for that is a little turmeric. Turmeric has a slightly cheesy flavor, and it's not very apparent when you think of turmeric, but it will add a cheesiness to things. And it's anti-inflammatory to boot. A lot of people do have negative experiences with nutritional yeast, so we avoid it. It isn't in any of Mario's food products. There's a researcher named Dr. Blaylock, And he's a neurosurgeon, and he believes he discovered a link between different food additives that cause lesions in your brain. And he believes he discovered a link between the food additives, which contain free glutamic acid, and the additives that are used as flavor enhancers or sugar substitutes, like nutritional yeast. He talks about this in his book, 
excitotoxins, the taste that kills. And if anybody's wondering what an excitotoxin is, it is a neurotoxic compound that overstimulates the neurotransmitters of your brain to death. So basically kills brain cells. That's why a lot of people have reactions to the nutritional yeast. One of the reasons why I avoid it. I'm not the definitive source on this. If anything's in question, I usually just stay away from it. Same goes with like the processed seaweeds that a lot of folks use. Carrageenan especially is one that has had negative reports about it. I tend to stay with whole foods and things that I can pronounce pronounce and know where they came from. And you know, that's a really good point, Mario, because a lot of times people say, well, you know, the research is still hazy on that, or um, I'm not sure I agree with the way that study was done, or, you know, that's one way to look at it. You can look at it like there's no definitive answers on whatever the substance is that you're considering ingesting. Or you can think about it like if there are any negative reports on a substance, I will omit it. The way Vegan Mario's as a company approaches food is we don't use ingredients that we feel are questionable. We don't use anything that we wouldn't eat ourselves. It's time for The Void. Okay. Jump in. The Void, episode 009. What would it take to become the healthiest version of you? To-do lists are great, but what's on your to-don't list? Last week in the newsletter and podcast, I briefly touched on a bad habit of mine. When I'm angry, I tend to slam doors. It's not something I'm proud of, but it got me thinking. Why can't I stop doing it? I've identified it as bad for my family and myself, yet I'm still at it. Not often, but it happens. Then afterwards, big-time guilt spiral is a colossal waste of energy. I've tried screaming into a pillow. I've tried deep breathing. I've tried a change of scenery. None of it freaking helps. Yoga usually helps with everything. But who wants to drop into downward dog when negativity strikes? Nice plan, in theory, but the last thing I want to do when I'm truly angry is something I know will be good for me. Isn't it funny how the human mind works? So what is my plan? Don't laugh. My plan to control my anger is to stop getting angry. Is it even possible? I don't know yet. But I'm going to find out. Either way, I plan to report back with the honest truth. Did you know the most financially successful people out there? Just one way to measure success, but a valid one. Make to-don't lists. It's not that I plan to never feel the anger. I assume I will feel angry again. It's that the moment it creeps up, I will choose not to identify with it. I will choose not to hold it tightly inside my muscles. I will immediately release it instead. It's not me. So it can go bye-bye just as quickly as it popped up. Catch and release. Don't try this on fish. So my intent is to refuse to indulge anger in any way. I don't have time for it. I have to carve out time to get anything meaningful done as a nursing mother of a one- and three-year-old. I'm certainly not going to 
make time for anger. Mario and I had an interesting conversation the other day. There are primarily two ways to change your diet. A, jump in with both feet. Or B, crowd out the bad with the good. We urge the vegan tentative not to focus on cutting stuff out of their diet, but to fill up on good stuff, meaning organic produce, basically, so they have no appetite left for the bad stuff. When giving out advice, there is always a kernel of the message that is meant for the advisor. So what can I crowd out of my life? You guessed it. The anger. Want to hear the little nugget of information that gave me the extra push I needed to commit to the no door slamming challenge? I learned this week that rich people don't get angry. They also don't watch TV, they don't lie, and they don't hang out with people who complain. What do these three things have in common? They are wastes of energy. We all have a finite amount of energy available to us each and every day. This energy goes up and down based on how we expend and refuel it. Our health, naturally, is a huge, if not the main, factor in our level of energy. Also important are the people around us, how much time we spend in nature, and whether or not we are advancing our life's purpose. Or just floating around, avoiding making meaningful decisions. Now, maybe you're not interested in accumulating wealth and bathing in it like Scrooge McDuck, but there is still so much to learn from people who are winning in a very traditional American dream sense. Personally, I'm very money motivated, so this information has hit me like a ton of bricks. I now know an actionable step I can take to further my business goals. I can stop wasting energy being angry. Imagine for a moment... You are your ideal self, the person who has ditched the baggage, the person who has shown all bad habits the door, the person who lives intentionally with every action, with every thought, the person who faces instead of avoids fears, the person who is comfortable saying no to propositions that are just so-so, the person who is surrounded by good food, good books, and good people. The person who has designed a lovely living space. The person who takes responsibility for mistakes, but doesn't apologize unnecessarily. The person who sleeps deeply at night. The person who springs out of bed in the morning. The person whose outward life matches all inner priorities. The person who loves others with abandon. The person who knows and loves themselves. Who is that person? Are you that person right now? Or is that person someone you would like to be at some point in the future, once this or that happens? Take a glimpse of that ideal self of yours. How does it feel to step into that vision? You can be that person. What you need to do is say, enough is enough. I'm going to be that person right now. No more waiting. Get to know the vibrant person who lives in total alignment with every value and belief. That person is the real you. Motivational BS, right? Wrong. Don't wait any longer to be the person you know you have the potential to be. And hey, if you're already there, right on. 
Mario and I are hustling in your footsteps to your health. Mario and Amanda. P.S. The countdown to the cooldown cleanse has officially begun. March 31st, we kick off. So get your fruit and veggie procurement plan in order. Doors to the free Facebook group open Friday, March 25th. Inside the group, you'll have access to the cooldown cleanse guide, which we won't be releasing anywhere else at this time. More to come. Oh, and namaste. So Mario, what is the healthiest version of you look like? Where do you need work? I can list off a few areas <laughs> that you might need work on. Okay. Sleep. I am working on my communication skills. Just being more clear, not making any mistakes, and taking responsibility for them when I do. Well, that's huge. And not making excuses. When you get really busy, you start to have a lot of stuff on your plate, and sometimes you have a little too much on there. Part of my plan is to be more organized with my time and communicate it better to the people that I am interacting with. What about you? Well, like I said... I'm working on my door slamming. You know, it's not like a daily thing, but when it happens, it happens. And it's ongoing. It's an ongoing struggle. So Mm -hmm. I feel like just saying it out loud to the people listening on this podcast and reading my essays every week is going to make a profound difference because... I feel almost like I have to fix it now. Yeah, definitely. I think that's one of the main things is like finding someone to talk to about these things. I don't mean like a therapist because honestly, I don't really believe in talk therapy. Having a good friend or a podcast, a podcast or well-intentioned aunt, someone that you can talk to and make goals with and talk about struggles in an environment of non-judgment. It's so important to have someone like that in your life, an accountability buddy. I mean, it's great to have an accountability buddy with a diet, which is what I'm going to encourage people to do in the free Facebook group that we're opening up next week. But it's also good to have someone like that you can talk to about just daily struggles. And a lot of people do that with their spouse I'm really grateful to have you to do that with. But I think also if you open that up to another person in your life who's able to take a step back because they're not living with you, it's even more powerful. Yeah, I agree. I think that especially when you're kind of turning things around in your head for a while and then you're like in your head, you're like, yeah, that's that's what I got to do. And then you start to bring it out into other people's consciousness. It becomes more real. And everything starts as an idea. Even Vegan Mario's The Building was an idea at one point. And you take the idea, you tell some people about it, then you put it on paper. Then and you just take keep it, going. Keep going. Keep making it more and more real. Or not making it more and more... Yeah, no, making it more and more real. Bringing it into reality. Bringing it down to reality. I thought of another thing that you could work on. What? Exercise. Yeah. We both get into routines of exercise 
And but then we get a big push to do something. Then, yeah, then we get busy and it's like the first thing to go. And then we have to get back on the wagon. And we already get so much exercise from walking back and forth to BMs in terms of like walking with our kids on our backs and backpacks because we don't use strollers. So there's exercise incorporated in our active lifestyle. I think as our business progresses from the startup phase into the established phase, which is what's happening right now, that will happen. We have been relying on help and we do have help. But at the end of the day, every entrepreneur knows it's you on the line making sure that everything happens. It's you that everyone comes to if things don't work out. So it's really about you being the one to make sure everything is running smoothly. And as we're getting more and more orders in, we're just having to implement some new systems. And when new systems have to be implemented, that, time. there's really no way out of that. It's a season. It's not forever. It's a season of growth. And I think we're in that season right now. Some things that are normally a part of our lifestyle are getting pushed to the edges. We have two toddlers, so it can be overwhelming at times. But at the same time, I'm up for the challenge And I think in a lot of ways, when you're super busy, it forces you to be more organized with your time. And that can only be a good thing. Definitely have to be more organized now that we're so busy. Otherwise, you kind of run around doing little parts of everything and not really getting anything done. It's called the block and tackle method, where you decide on one goal, decide how long it's going to take you, and you finish that goal before moving on to another goal. Because if you're always doing a little bit of each goal, you're going to get no goals done by the end of the month. Just a little productivity tip to throw in there. I had a little comment on the void. Okay, great. There's one spot in it where you say that we have a limited amount of energy every day. Would you like to refute that? (laughs) Yeah, I don't think that's true. I think everybody has a limited storage for energy. Like you have a limited amount of storage that you can have in you at any given time. But I think that it's easily refillable by just being happy and loving and keeping your heart open and it can spill out onto other people. So you become basically a fountain of love and energy. And I think that's what kind of draws people to certain people. That's what drew me to you, honey bunny. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, I mean, you overflow with love all the time. It's why everybody wants to be near you and wants a little piece of your your sweetness. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You have a very calming presence and your love for every creature is so clear. You communicate that very well. All right. With that, we thank you for joining us for the Damn Vegans podcast, episode 009. I'm Amanda Congdon. And I'm Mario LeBrandi. If you want links for this episode, you can find them at veganmario.com slash blog. Until next time. Peace. That was a high five. Come on in Friday and Saturday and allow Mario to exceed your expectations. 625 North Ventura Avenue in California's spectacular Ojai Valley. See you next time, you damn vegans.